Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. 31 years ago today, former President George H.W. Bush signed the American with Disabilities Act into law. Today, on the anniversary of that historic event, President Joe Biden celebrated the bill with Vice President Kamala Harris in the Rose Garden. They touted the ADA's bipartisan roots. And to me, that is the question. Could the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990 contain more than just solutions to those struggling with disabilities? Could there be more lessons in there that we should be applying to a host of issues today? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. All right, so let's jump into this. American American with Disabilities Act signed into law 31 years ago today. Again, uh, not too long after the 4th of July holiday. And uh, President Biden today uh, signs the proclamation for the American with Disabilities Act of 2021 today. The anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. 2021. That was in the Rose Garden this morning at the White House. Uh, And I want to go back now because I want to trace through this just a little bit. So we're going to bounce back and forth between 1990 and today. Former President George H.W. Bush marked uh, the moment, again, a few weeks after Independence Day, 1990, uh, and talked about independence for Americans with disabilities during the signing ceremony, again, back in 1990. Three weeks ago, we celebrated our nation's Independence Day, and today we're here to rejoice in and celebrate another Independence Day, one that is long overdue, and with today's signing of the landmark Americans for Disabilities Act, every man, woman, and child with a disability can now pass through once-closed doors into a bright new era of equality, independence, and freedom. That was George H.W. Bush back in 1990 as he signed the ADA. Interesting, today, President Biden said he was proud to be a co-sponsor of that bill 31 years ago as a United States senator. So a very interesting full circle moment for President Joe Biden. I was enormously proud to be a co-sponsor of the ADA as Pat Leahy was as well, if I'm not mistaken, as a member of the United States Senate. And I'm proud to be here today as president alongside so many fearless champions 
who represent the ongoing legacy of this law from the foundations to its future. Vice President Kamala Harris also weighed in, said the ADA gives all Americans the ability to determine their own future. The ADA gives all Americans the opportunity to fully participate in our democracy, in our economy, and in our society. The ADA gives all Americans the opportunity to determine their own future. Self-determination, which I believe the government must facilitate, that is the impact of the ADA. And after all, the promise of America. Having that self-determination, again, there is a proper role of government uh, in that self-determination and making sure that everyone does have access and opportunity. That's so important. But I want to dig into the idea of what happened back in 1990. What was it that enabled Democrats and Republicans to come together, Democrats uh, as part of that bill and a Republican president who signed it into law, And I thought it was interesting today that uh, President Biden uh, commented on that experience of what Democrats and Republicans did together. Perhaps most importantly, we did it together. This was a Democratic bill signed by a Republican president, a product of passion and compassion, not partisanship. Progress that wasn't political, but personal to millions of families. I love that uh, from President Biden, that the ADA was the product of passion and compassion, not partisanship. Uh, To me, that is something we all should be thinking about, uh, not just on days like today as we we look back to 1990 and that historic signing uh, by President George H.W. Bush. Uh, but I, I think that's so important and everything. We can have passion and we can have compassion and we can do things uh, in a bipartisan way. That's a pretty good message for today. Uh, former President George H.W. Bush, uh, again, in the signing ceremony, this was back from this date in history on in 1990. He uh, he highlighted in that signing ceremony the bipartisan coalition that came together uh, and the spirit that it brought and the impact it could have on the future of the nation. It's been the work of a true coalition, a strong and inspiring coalition of people who have shared both a dream and a passionate determination to make that dream come true. And it's been a coalition in the finest spirit, a joining of Democrats and Republicans, of the legislative and the executive branches, of federal and state agencies, of public officials and private citizens, of people with disabilities and without. So I want to go back to uh, President Biden now. Um, He talked about uh, those with disabilities, uh, also looking at uh, this long COVID, some of those that are struggling with this for the long haul, how they might be impacted by things like the ADA. And today, finally, I'm proud to announce a new effort, the first of its kind to help Americans grappling with long-term effects of COVID-19 that doctors call long COVID. Many Americans who seemingly recover from the virus still face lingering challenges like breathing problems, brain fog, chronic pain and fatigue. These conditions can sometimes, can sometimes rise to the level of a disability. 
So we're bringing agencies together. And that's President Biden today uh, talking about some of the things in terms of COVID and those with uh, kind of the long haul COVID, how they would fit uh, and have some benefits there as well. I want to round out this segment with former President George H.W. Bush and talked about how this uh, model of coming together, passion, compassion for the good of the American people. Our success with this act proves that we are keeping faith with the spirit of our courageous forefathers who wrote in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And these words have been our guide for more than two centuries as we've labored to form our more perfect union. And today's legislation brings us closer to that day when no Americans will ever again be deprived of their basic guarantee of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're going to stay with the question a little bit longer as it relates to Americans with disabilities. Uh, Nate Crippies with the Disability Law Center in Salt Lake City is going to join us coming up next, as well as Tim Shriver, a long noted uh, leader with Special Olympics and with a special group called Unite.org. More coming up on how do people living with disabilities, how do we make sure they have the opportunities that the rest of us enjoy every day? With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.